Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. So the European Union is making strides to expand the utilization of its high-performance computing, that's HPC supercomputers, and they're doing this by offering access to startups for training artificial intelligence models. So this actually is insane. I really wish like the United States did this, and maybe they will at some point, but that's so cool that these AI startups have the opportunity to go there, use these supercomputers, get stuff built. You know like the compute right now is absolutely throttled. It's so hard to get the NVIDIA chips that you need in order to train some AI models. So if your government was going to allow you to, you know, was going to help you out and essentially like they're paying for the chips and now you just get to use some of the space for compute. I think that's incredible. I think that's a great way for company or countries um, and regions to really help spur AI growth within their um, geographic areas. What a no brainer. I think every country, every country should be doing this. So, you know, big kudos to the EU for doing this. So the catch in all of this is that startups must be eligible with the EU's developing framework for AI governance to benefit from these computational resources. And this includes pre-scale and petascale supercomputers. So obviously very powerful supercomputers. Previously, back in May, the EU actually introduced a transitional set of voluntary guidelines targeted at industries engaging in AI development. So the move is meant to kind of act as a precursor to formal regulations. And this was aiming to equip companies for the upcoming artificial rules on AI that, of course, the EU has been working on for uh, a little bit right now. So these efforts um, and supplementing these, the EU is actually working on the AI Act, which is kind of like a risk-based framework currently in negotiations, which is expected to soon become law. But this is to bridge legislative differences on a global scale. The EU has also initiated collaborations with the US and other countries to kind of create an AI code of conduct. The EU really is, I don't know, they're big on regulation. So love it or hate it, that's what they're known for. And they seem to be pushing this forward. I think there's pros and cons to this. Um, I won't get into all of them today. But a commission spokesperson revealed that the initiative is an extension of existing policies that already permit industry access to supercomputers um, through a Euro HPC access calls um, for proposal processes. So the new initiative essentially aims to specifically facilitate startups committed to ethical and responsible AI, quote unquote. Um, so EU President Ursula von der Leyen announced the HPC access plan for AI startups during her annual State of the Union address. Um, during the address, she also flagged concerns that AI technology is progressing at a pace faster than anticipated, um, underscoring the urgency of uh, you know, responsible guidance. So she quoted warnings from AI developers and experts stating that, quote, mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside with other societal 
scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. So, of course, nuclear war, pandemics, uh, global extinction, it's, it's all the, the biggest, scariest things possible, and AI is right at the heart of it. Um, I'm not sure how much credence I give to all of those things in AI right now. Like, it's not like AI is going to unleash nuclear war. I think more likely someone uses AI and the AI says, would you like to unleash nuclear war? We think it's a good reason for X, Y, and Z. And the person has to push the button. So, um, like, is that a possibility? Yes. But like, that's still a person pushing, pushing the button. I don't think we're going to hook our AI up to our nuclear arsenal. I could be wrong. It doesn't seem very wise in my opinion. I think we've all seen the Terminator. So in any case, um, von der Leyen emphasized the importance of European leadership in shaping a global framework for AI governance and kind of focusing on guardrails, uh, governance, and guiding innovation. She also hinted at the establishment of a global panel, similar to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, to kind of help policymakers understand the potential risks and benefits of AI. As it stands, the EU boasts eight supercomputers, including Lumi in uh, Finland, Mare Nostrum 5, that's in Spain, and Leonardo in Italy, two more powerful um, S-scale supercomputers named Jupiter in Germany and Jules Verne in France are expected to become operational soon. So these computational assets are already accessible by scientific institutions, industry, and public administration through a formal application process, which is set to be fine-tuned for quicker access for SMEs and AI startups. Um, so Thierry Brenton, the EU's internal market commissioner, elaborated that the aim is to expedite the AI model training process for startups, reducing the time frame from months or years to just days or weeks. That would be incredible, right? You have this incredible AI use case. You have all the data. You're like, hey, can I get this thing trained? And days or weeks later, you're like using these supercomputers. That sounds like a dream. So this initiative is part of a broader EU strategy to kind of spur AI innovation while adhering to European values, quote unquote. Um, finally, the EU plans to reinvigorate the European AI Alliance Assembly in November to engage various stakeholders in AI governance. So I think this announcement actually comes as like the UK government is also gearing up for an AI summit, I, I believe this fall um, with some, I think they've got a bunch of criticism around kind of their consulting breadth and early backing of some big tech companies like Google DeepMind, OpenAI and Anthropic. Um, I think it's an ambitious roadmap for the EU with both regulatory and uh, technology dimensions, which are kind of like aiming to like push innovation while also establishing strong government governance structures. So whether this um, offers a competitive edge to the EU um, in a really rapidly evolving landscape for AI development remains to be unseen, but it's definitely something we're going to keep uh, following into the future to see how it evolves. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.